who it's me again it's five o'clock you care what the mainstream media says what's up family out there you're listening It's Tuesday, the 25th of October already, man, October is flying by just like the rest of this year so far. It's great to see you guys out there. I hope all is well. We are uh, working our way into um, another show of some interesting stuff. Uh, We got some good stuff out there for you guys today. Uh, China in the news today. I want to make sure I get that article from yesterday covered some January 6th stuff out there today. Uh, Definitely want to get that stuff covered. Um, Seth Cashel has some new stuff about here in Illinois. I want to get that covered. Uh, a couple of good Federalist articles for sure. Uh, I want to get those covered as well. And uh, just kind of a hangout, kind of a somewhat of a quiet day. We'll see. Well, I'm going to watch the breaking news here, see if there's anything going on. Uh, I got that down here right in front of me. So if there's anything that happens here while we're live, we'll try to get that covered as well. Uh, other than that, man, it's uh, it's a pretty quiet day. Hope you guys are having a great day. Uh, I got up uh, somewhat early today and... Got the, uh, the apartment cleaned up and kitchen cleaned up and nice cup of coffee, relaxed, and then went and, went and did laundry and uh, picked a couple things up from shopping, uh, came back, and then just kind of, uh, you know, just kind of lollygagged my way through the day. How was your guys' day today? Hope you guys had a great day. Uh, later on tonight, uh, 8 Central, uh, 6 Pacific. I think that's right, right? 6 Pacific is 8 Central. I think that's two hour difference, right? Uh, I'll be hanging out with uh, with Salty Nuts and um, Belushi. Who else does he got? Tian Homesteader. Uh, let me see who else he's, does he have hanging out over there. Uh, and Zoso, <clears throat> Zoso dude, Red Pill Cannon be hanging out as well. So I'm looking forward to hanging out with those guys later on tonight. Maybe they'll just sit there and have you know have me in there to roast me. I don't know what what the plan is, but it'll be fun. So eight o'clock tonight on Salty Nuts channel. I, I've never actually seen Salty Nuts's channel. I've, um, I think I've, a couple times I've scrolled through, but in the middle of doing you know laundry or whatever the hell you know, so not really getting a chance to really sit down and listen. So I'm looking forward to kind of meeting him and uh, and hanging out with his with that crowd as well. So that'll be fun. Uh, eight o'clock tonight, and then uh, Joe will be uh, having his show at uh, ten central tonight. So a full slate of interesting stuff for you guys out there tonight. So hopefully you guys will hang out. I appreciate you all. Um, It is kind of a quiet news day today. Uh, I got definitely some interesting stuff that we'll get to that China stuff from yesterday. Um, And then Sidney Powell has a, it's actually about an hour, but I kind of want to just scroll through some of it and see what, uh, 
what uh, she has, walking with the Holy Spirit, how to fight fire with fire. Uh, so for the first hour, I want to spend some time on that. Um, I have a lot of love and respect for Sydney, and uh, the fact that she, you know, took took an hour out to give a presentation. I'd like to kind of scroll through it and see and, and watch parts of it. So we'll just kind of hang out for the first hour and do that since it is kind of a quiet day. And then for the second half, I got uh, you know a full slate of stuff for you guys for the second half as well. So thank you guys for working your way in here today, and always uh, thank you guys for the support and prayers uh, yesterday. Um, I, I see a lot. A lot of people get a chance to watch the show. Obviously, not live, but after the fact. Um, and so, I want to give a special thank you to Gator and as well as uh, Jay and Paul for the uh, coffees yesterday. You guys are awesome people. Thank you guys very much for that. For the buy me a coffees. Uh, podcasters are reaching back out now again and uh they've had a chance to, to catch up uh the podcast uh pops right back up into about the same uh metrics that i had before which is awesome so thank you all from the podcast i would definitely get that out there to you guys every day and kind of back into some normality for those of you that have been listening on the podcast you're like what in the world is gabe going through it's been a rough time and uh, i think uh, a lot of you guys out there have had me in your thoughts and prayers and i thank you guys for that very much so much love for that you're looking live at the foxhole.app. That's right, the foxhole.app. UK Neil, GL Wingnut, Badlands Media, Hat. That's a new one. 412 Productions, Amy Joe, uh, Based Amy, Beetlejuice, FOMO TV, Sloan TV, True Reporting, Pastor Shadley. I mean, there is a whole, uh, you know, group of great patriots that are out there streaming live right now. So the competition is hot and heavy. Um, and so I look forward to uh, to bringing you guys some more interesting content here as I get uh, back into the groove here, so to speak. So much love to you guys all out there. Thank you guys for being here today. I see uh, many of you guys working your way in here today rp4l first in the house as well as Pleiades. thank you for that i appreciate it who cares thank you for the 145 gold pills as you do pretty much every day thank you guys all for hitting the uh the, the red pill the red button there i appreciate that uh, as you guys work your way in here uh to help us move up the charts so to speak and the trending charts don great to see you toria much love hope all as well i hope you had a beautiful day as well god bless you Pleiades. thanks for dropping all the links and all the lurkers and listeners out there in the foxhole.app much love thanks you guys for being here today um, everyone over there on Rumble and Twitch, I'll catch up with you guys in just a moment. But first, don't forget to bookmark the website, uncensoredabe.com. It has everything you need. The podcast links always up there. Podcast, uh, Podbeam, iHeart, Apple, Google, Spotify. Podbeam sends them out to pretty much all of them. So you get a chance to whatever your favorite uh, platform is, just follow Uncensored Abe, and you'll get an alert every day that the podcast is up. I usually get it up within the hour of, uh, you know, usually before 7 p.m. Central. So that's usually when it hits uh, right after the show, take some time to process it and then get it uploaded and out to all the platforms. So appreciate you guys for all the support on the podcast. Much love. Telegram and True Social links are at the very top. I'm most active on True Social now, so follow me over there. If you want to watch the show, you can watch it live directly from the website. Find a little bit about me, get some merchandise, which I'll be on my list still. Still got plenty of other things that I'm working on. So um, bear with me as I get, uh, get get into the groove here today. Watch this every single day, Monday through Friday, that is, every weekday. 5 Eastern, 4 Central, Foxhole, DLive, Twitch, Rumble, Cloud Hub, and Tiger Network are where you can find us. YouTube Bandos, DLive, admonished me for daring to have something on my screen whatever go away uh so they banned my chat because i was uh i was harsh to their mods screw, screw you d live take a freaking hike i don't really care help keep the lights on though i could use that help cash at paypal and patreon thank you for all the patreons that's getting ready to hit your accounts here in the next couple of days thank you guys for all your support of the patreons and all of the buy me a coffees without you guys 
Man, I don't even know. I don't even know if I could keep the lights on. So thank you guys very much. Much love. God bless you all. Thank you guys for the support and prayers. And thank you all for the recent uh, promo codes use at MyPillow.com backslash Abe. We appreciate you all very much. We'll get the advertisement in here at the top of the hour. But don't forget to check that out on the website as well. You can get uh, directly to that from the website. Finally, at the very bottom, my Facebook True Social Gab links at the very bottom. My email address, link trees, as well as... A soon-to-be new P.O. box, which is on the list of stuff to do as well. So there you go. I'll get that taken care of in the near future. Much love to you guys. Thanks for being here today. Uh, like I said, City Powell had a, had a thing that I really kind of want to spend some time on. And since I don't really get a whole lot of my own time to do things, I'll do it here with you guys. Um, Rumble Crowd, thanks for being here today. Chris, thanks for dropping all the links. Much love and God bless you. And Palladius, Glenn, thanks for being out there. And all of the lurkers, do me a favor, hit that plus button over there on Rumble or the thumbs up, whichever device you happen to be on. I appreciate that very much. I see a lot of feedback from the chats. Uh, there's a comment section at the very bottom right here. And then don't forget that at the very bottom, there's a live chat. Uh, depending on which device you have, you may not be able to get to the live chat. But thank you all for being here over there on Rumble. Much love. Tiger Network crowds over there working there or out there lurking and listening as well. Well, as the Twitch crowd, thanks guys for being out there. Uh, Hollywood Fish, Captain CVM, and Giant Lobsterman, new follows over there yesterday, as well as Jeffrey. I appreciate that much. Love Chris Tiger is not out for me. Hmm, Tiger didn't launch today, huh? Torah says it's good, so I don't know. Um, probably problems. I was, yeah, it didn't launch, huh? All right, well, there's that. Uh, Deplora Laura, are you guys watching Badlands Media and Rumble? So good. Uh, yeah, I've been busy with my own thing, um, but uh, thanks for thanks for hanging out today, Laura. Much love. Uh, liking the digs. Uh, thanks for that, uh, Miss M K. Jane in the house, as well as let's see. Ah, new chatter. Thanks for being there, Green Frog. <laughs> yes, there is a Green Frog up on my right. That's actually a painting from. Uh, the great Candace Wagner, uh, and I have, she painted me a General Flynn painting that's over here as well. Um, you know, trying to support the uh, the MAGA artists in the community as well. Uh, Maynard Krebs, oh, look, good to see you out there. Uh, Pepe, yes, indeed, we have a Pepe in the house. I, I am one of those crazy conspiracy theorist people. I, you probably don't want to listen to me. I'm... I'm I'm just, I'm, I just lie to my audience every day and try to make a dime. That's really what I try to do. <laughs> yeah. That's what the mainstream media tells you anyway. Yeah. You see the Pepe over there? That's uh Candace, Candace Wagner painted that. And, uh, also uh, my general Flynn painting over there. So there you go. Um, all right, so thanks, guys, for working your way in. Let's see what, uh, I really do want to see what Sidney Powell have to say. Thanks, Laura. I appreciate it. Um, so let me figure out where I have that. There it is. Um, it, it is a, let's see, it was published on October 21st. Um, it, it doesn't really have a description. Uh, so let me, let me just start at the very beginning. And, um, and then we'll, uh, I kind of want to scan through parts of it as well. So wait a minute, stop playing. <laughs> Stupid autoplay. Um, let's see. All right, here we go. Let me check the sound here. People who read the book often ask me if I have bodyguards and if I'm afraid and, you know, how I got the courage to write the book. And I said, well, it didn't occur to me to be afraid. I have kind of a four. 
That is super quiet. So let me restart that. Um, Sydney Powell, I believe this is about her new book that she has. Uh, maybe we'll get a chance to get Sydney on here and have her talk about the book. Uh, let me start that again so you can actually hear it. People who read the book often ask me if I have bodyguards and if I'm afraid and, you know, how I got the courage to write the book. And I said, well, it didn't occur to me to be afraid. I have kind of a four-part answer for that. The first is God didn't give me a spirit of fear. When somebody walks in a court of the United States of America and says, my name is Sidney Powell, I represent the United States, and threatens the life, liberty, and property of a fellow human being, they have a moral, a legal, and an ethical obligation to do it right and to get it right. And that means following the law, not abusing the law. Lots of cases rising from wherever, and I won't use the K word. Um, oh, you come on. Come on. <laughs> Say it loud. The Kraken. The Kraken. All right. We Bye. have Team Kraken. I'm not going to make any difference. I am going to forge ahead. I am determined to find the truth. We know it's out there. Truth is the armor of God. We are entitled to it. We are entitled to be the free country that God wanted us and created us to be. And we cannot continue to allow this tyranny to have another day hold on us. And I think opening the churches and everybody simply going, this would make a massive statement to the evil powers that seek to take over this country. So before we bring on Sydney, um, I've asked uh, my wonderful friend, another God edition, Kevin Jessup, who you know founded the return and the renewal and is doing so many great things in the kingdom of God. Um, I want him to come. He knows Sydney better than I do, and uh, I want him to introduce her. Praise God. First of all, I just want to say thank you to Kent and Candy for making this like a family affair. Amen. We just feel like family here, and they make it so comfortable, and I love the family of God. And last night, with the Feast of Tabernacles, uh, at, at the end of the Feast of Tabernacles, we got to tabernacle, I felt like, with God last night with Jonathan Kahn here. So it was, wasn't that a great night? Praise God. You know, during, during the times, God raises up. Modern-day Daniels, modern-day Esthers, modern-day Nehemiahs, modern-day Josephs. And I believe that today what you're about to hear is a woman that God has had his hand on her life from the day she was even in the womb until she came forth. And God has protected her, he's guided her, and he's placed her in a position for such a time as this. She stands for truth, righteousness, and justice with a titanium backbone of faith like no one I've ever known before. And I must say to you, after a divine appointment of meeting Sidney Powell a few years ago, I was in Dallas last year and I had a complete stroke. We had dinner the night before, or the night of, and Sidney Powell came to the hospital and the whole week I was in ICU at that hospital with his stroke, she never left my side. That is a friend. And <laughs> praise God. Sydney Powell is a woman 
with a voice for today. God has raised her up. And what you're going to hear today is a modern-day Esther, I believe. And, and so I want us to give a very, very warm welcome. And when you leave here today, don't leave without getting licensed to lie. This book is an anointed book, and when you read the book, it's like having a personal conversation with Sydney because she writes just like she talks. Let's give a warm, warm welcome to Sydney Powell. Yeah, I really wanted to hear this, so I might just spend some time watching this if you guys are cool with that. Much love, bro. Thanks. Thank, thank you all so much. Thank you, Kevin, for that generous, far too generous introduction. Thank you, Kent and Candy, for having me. I'm honored by your presence today. You know, the greatest gift you can give anyone is that of your time, because it's the one thing we have that can never be replaced. So I really, truly appreciate your being here and, and willing to listen. I should probably make some, you know, lawyers, uh, we write those long disclaimers. I should probably give you a few disclaimers this morning, <laughs> especially since I'm standing in a church. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm not a pastor. Uh, I'm not a preacher. I am uh, just a, a five-year-old kid from Raleigh, North Carolina, who, who grew up in a church and a family that believed in God. I had a grandmother who was just the holiest woman I ever knew. My mother's and grandmother's faith were very strong. My dad was an elder in the Presbyterian Church. We were always at church. It was an important part of my life and my family. And I have just, my faith has just grown more as the years have gone by. And and then I went through of... <laughs> Thank you. And then I went through a very difficult time a number of years ago, even worse than the one I'm going through now in some ways. And my mother made, uh, I didn't know that she was praying for me while I was in that particular courtroom, but she, she was. And when I got out and called her, I told her I felt like I had been surrounded by angels the entire time I was in this courtroom. And she told me that she didn't know what to pray, but she had prayed this one prayer unceasingly, and that was that I would feel God's presence in that courtroom. And I think that is the most fervent prayer we can make for anyone in circumstances that we don't know, you know, what their circumstances are. We don't know the right answer for any outcome. We don't know what God wants other than what he's shown us in the Bible, but it's hard to sometimes to translate that to exactly what we do in this particular situation. What do we say right now to this person who is hurting? What do I say in this courtroom to this judge to try to seek the truth? And so I think the most powerful prayer is that we feel God's presence. So if you would bow your heads with me a moment, let's, let's begin with prayer. Our gracious Heavenly Father, 
thank you for being with us here today. I feel your presence here. I hope everyone here does. Thank you for the gift of this day, the opportunity to have this time together. Help us remember that each and every perfect gift comes from you, whether it be a flower or a tree or a bird or the person you've sent across our path to love us or be loved by us. Help us to seek and do your will in everything. And today, as I share with these friends, please make my words your words. I am nothing but your vessel. I am nothing without you. I can only do what I do through you who strengthens me and the angels and the Simeon you have sent to me. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. So I thought I would try to talk without preaching, since I'm not a preacher, about trying to walk with the Holy Spirit, because that is what I try to do, failing mightily every day, but, but that's what I try to do. And the subtitle for the thoughts I put together last night, since this is the a conference about fire, is how to fight fire with fire. <laughs> so hell is always described as, as fire and fury, and we all watched our cities burn a year ago or more, and it's happened time and time again in history. There's only one fire that I know of that can fight and triumph over that fire, and it is the fire of the Holy Spirit. So before we leave here today, I want us to, each of us, to ask God to ignite that fire within us. Mine is for truth and justice with righteousness. I don't know where it came from. I was this five-year-old kid who would go home from kindergarten, my mother would tell me, and watch Perry Mason on the black and white TV. <laughs> there weren't any lawyers in my family. There was no one for me to talk to about being a lawyer. I don't know where I got that from other than from Perry Mason on the little black and white TV and in the den and, and our little 1400 square foot house with you know three basic bathroom three bed, little bedrooms and and two bathrooms and uh, people <laughs> and it just inspired me i guess to to look for the truth that was one of the things i liked about Perry Mason he always looked for the truth and sometimes I still go back and I'll, I'll watch a Perry Mason show every now and then, and you can predict all of them. I mean, it's like the same script. They just put in different names and, you know, uh, change the characters up a little bit for who the defendant is and uh, what they're accused of doing. But he always sought the truth. And that struck a chord with me. I think that's essentially what God wants for all of us, to know his truth and to seek truth wherever we go, there is only one truth. There is, you know, this notion of you can redefine things and change things, change the language to make things 
upside down, which is what the world is now. I mean, they're trying to say black is white and white is black, and the, the, everything's just upside down. That's not the truth. There, there's nothing true about that. We're not divided. We're not a divided country. Divisiveness is the work of evil. And so as Christians, we have to unite. We must stay together. We must seek truth. And we must reach out and call upon God to give us the strength that we need. The, the first point in this process, I think, can be best described in the simple phrase, be still and know that I am God. Take time tonight to be still, which is one of the hardest things to do in this life, right? I mean, you have to exclude all the distractions, all the noise, all the different demands and things pulling on us. But be still for a minute and just feel the power of God and the presence of God in your soul. You can find him. He is right there wanting each and every one of us all the time. You know, being Presbyterian, we've got that whole predestination thing going. I, I never have understood it exactly. I'm not a theologian and I'm not, I mean, I've certainly read and studied the Bible at different times in my life, but lately it's been very little other than law and lawfare. But, uh, you know, there is so much truth there that we all need to reach for, and, and God is there waiting for each and every one of us. Somebody told me once that predestination was kind of like there's this big sign on the entrance to heaven that has everybody's name on it, absolutely everybody, because God wants every one of us to make the choices to choose Christ as our savior and by his grace be saved. On the other side, once you're in heaven, are the names of the people that are there and that God knows which side you're gonna be on. That doesn't mean you can't make a choice and, and be on the right side, it just means he knows everything already. But he wants every one of us. He wants each heart to turn to him. And if you heard, if you were blessed enough to hear Jonathan Kahn last night, and I was, I was, I was blown away. I mean, just completely blown away by the way God spoke through him and how much he had to share, how much wisdom and knowledge. Um, something he said made me realize that I have really failed in one department, and that is praying for my enemies, praying for those who hate me, who want to destroy me. I'm just, a, I'm, it's not me personally, it's just me as a symbol of, of what they see me standing for. Uh, they don't know me, I don't know them. But I, I used to do that regularly. In fact, during the process I was telling you about where my mother prayed that I would feel God's presence that day, I nightly I would pray for the person who, who sought my destruction. And I, I've, I started that again last night, thanks to Jonathan Kahn. <laughs> but 
because Pastor Kent is, is right. God can make that difference. God can turn Saul into Paul. So there isn't anyone out there that, that he can't save if they will give any sort of opportunity for that to happen. And you never know as you go about your daily business who you're going to come across that just by the way you act, by the way you smile, by the way you carry yourself, they can see God's light shine through you. And that's what, that's what we need to try to do. So number one is be still and know that I am God and feel what comes to you from that. The second thing is to listen for your calling. There is something, God has given each of us special gifts. Everybody has something they can share with other people. Everyone does. But you have to discern what yours is and, and how God wants you to use it in your life for his purpose. And that means listening for his calling. I, I, I guess I just was blessed enough to know mine from the time I was five years old. I mean, I stand there at the end of first grade and they ask what you wanna be and everybody else, you know, rightly says I wanna be a fireman, I wanna be a policeman, I wanna be, you know, one of these heroes and first responders and, and, and uh, that kind of thing. I stand up at the end and say, I wanna be a lawyer. <laughs> everybody goes, whoa. <laughs> Where'd that come from? Well, that, that's all, all I really ever wanted to be. So it made it kind of easy to, to go through school and, 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 and get on with the practice of being a lawyer. But everybody has a special calling, a special gift. Take time to think about what yours is and how you can use it because God needs you to act and to act on that calling now. What sets you on fire? What passion has God given you? A passion for music, a passion for art, to share his word through your art. I, I have a new friend in Dallas who does special paintings and on every one of them she puts a scripture. And in fact, it was her painting of a beautiful, just a pear, just a pear sitting there with nothing else in beautiful colors that had the inscription, be still and know that I am God, that reminded me that that's like step one in starting the process of walking with the Holy Spirit. So find your passion and act on it. When you discern what your call is, then you have to ask God to set you on fire for his purpose that he wants you to fulfill. You have to figure out what that is and go about it. God has dropped me in some very unusual situations and places. And I, I learned too that he will, when he does that and you're on the path he wants for you, I mean, sometimes he opens some bizarre doors and sometimes they're trap doors and pitfalls and sometimes they're the lions in the lion's den. I, you know, I felt like Daniel in the lion's den on far more occasions than I care to admit, but I had that sense that God was with me and I was going to be okay. 
and, and so far so good, and I don't think he's going to abandon me now. When you are following his footsteps, when you are walking with the Holy Spirit, he will equip you to do whatever it is he wants you to do. And you will see miracle after miracle <laughs> when you do that. I mean, I never expected to be writing a book. In fact, I literally prayed for a year, maybe two years, that I would not have to write License to Lie. <laughs> I did not want to sit down and write a book. It wasn't on the list of things I had planned to do at all. And for me to have to write it meant that the system had failed. The legal system that I had dedicated uh, 30 years, I hate to do numbers, <laughs> they're getting worse by the day. <laughs> but the legal system that I had dedicated all those years to had failed. And that's what it meant when I finally said, okay, I'm gonna have to write it. And the reason I had to write it, and nobody, because nobody else was going to do it. it it's it's a, a book that discloses, well, it reads like a John Grisham novel, because I, I knew you need to tell a story to, to help people understand what happened, and you have to be able to feel the consequences of an unjust prosecution and a failed legal system to be able to understand how bad it is and the toll it takes on everyone in the process. When prosecutors lie and hide evidence and make up crimes, it doesn't just take a toll on the defense, whether they realize it or not, it takes a toll on them because that is behavior God abhors. He hates deceit, he loves truth. And it diminishes their soul. It diminishes their souls to engage in the kind of conduct we're seeing more every day right now. And that is yet another reason we need to pray for them, that they will turn to and accept God and repent. We all have plenty to repent for. Even those of us who are trying to do it all the right way, we are all sinners. But this country as a whole needs to repent and return to God. So the reason I had to write License to Lie was because no lawyer in a big law firm would ever write it, and that's who everybody else on the case was. And nobody inside the Department of Justice was going to blow the whistle on it and write it. The legal system had failed at every turn in the cases that I talk about in the book, which include, these go back to the year 2000. It includes Arthur Anderson and the Merrill Lynch defendants in the Enron case that everybody thought from what they read in the papers were just as guilty as sin. And of course, the press made it sound like Arthur Anderson was as guilty as sin. When you read the book, you will get a completely different picture so I learned 20 years ago that the press is full of lies. There is nothing on which we can rely in our mainstream media anymore, and, and I don't know what it's gonna take to get 
a press we can trust again, other than a massive reformation in the whole country. And maybe that starts here. So I drew the short straw and had to write license to lie. <laughs> and just, just by default. And I finally said, okay, God, I've either got to put up or shut up. I've been talking about this for a year and a half or so as we went through this case. And I saw everything fall apart. Even the grievances that we filed against the lawyers that had hidden evidence and made up crimes and lied to the courts, they, they bounced like rubber balls. So I sat down for off and on for six months and, and cranked out the book. I'd written plenty of briefs. I hadn't written a book. I sure didn't expect to sit down and have the first one I wrote for general consumption turn out to be a, a national bestseller. But Of course, I couldn't get a publishing company to touch it, so I had to self-publish it. <laughs> I figured that was safer anyway, because if I'd sold it to a publishing company, they could have they tanked it. They could have given me a $10 million book advance, or $40 million or $60 million like they did Obama, and then you, you never get a book. But um, they, just, they just tank it if they don't want to publish the truth. And I was naming names of people in the Obama administration, like his White House counsel, his uh, deputy director the of the FBI, and general counsel of the FBI, his it's national terrorism advisor, the woman that later became Loretta Lynch's attorney general, assistant attorney general for the criminal division of the Department of Justice. I mean, there are a lot of names in that book. And I just went through the facts. But Kevin's right. It, it, if, you're, if you can tolerate the way I talk, that's the way the book reads. <laughs> and, and the only way I needed to do it was to write it from the heart. I always told my, my family when they were, you know, you just, if you want to share anything with anybody, whether it's by writing, singing, uh, talking, whatever, you've got to do it from your heart. So, License to Lie is, is written from my heart. And God equipped me to do that because that's what he called me to do. Next came defending General Flynn. Boy, I sure wasn't expecting that one either. As, as, but as soon as Robert Mueller chose his task force for his special counsel operation, the first name on the list was somebody by the name of Andrew Weissman. Andrew Weissman is the lead villain in License to Lie. And License to Lie came out in 2014. So I was a bit ahead of the curve in identifying what I call this core group of corrupt prosecutors who would do anything and, and totally twisted the Department of Justice into a political weapon to use against anyone they want to use it against now and they're doing that in spades. And particularly when the special counsel operation started against President Trump to destroy any legitimacy uh, with respect to his presidency, 
I was I was thankful that I had written it when I did, and, and nobody could say that I wrote it to help President Trump. The only reason I wrote License to Lie was to get the truth out there and to try to help the American people understand how twisted things had become. So defending General Flynn essentially came as a result of having written License to Lie and knowing what Robert Mueller's playbook was because he picked Andrew Weissman as his head henchman and prosecutor. Should have been I knew obvious. they would make up whatever they wanted to make up. And so I came in the case, talk about miracles, General Flynn had entered two pleas of guilty before I came in to defend him, before God sent me to defend him. Um, I don't think in legal history has anyone ever undone two guilty pleas and turned it into a Department of Justice moving to dismiss the prosecution of General Flynn. And again, that wasn't me. That was God. God just used me. I would go to bed every night and I would say, God, just, just tell me, I mean, point me in the direction you want me to go because I'm not sure at all where to go here. I mean, I knew that they were hiding things. So I started with what they had disclosed to his prior lawyers with which they had done nothing and, and put the pieces together in a way that could be understood but there were any number of times through that experience that, just as I told you earlier, when you're walking with the Holy Spirit, God will send you what you need to do what he wants you to do. So I'm sitting there just absolutely buried alive. I mean, the, <clears throat> the document production in that case was something like 8 million documents. I mean, you have to have a database that costs tens of thousands of dollars a month just to have a search engine to go through the documents the government's produced, most of which have nothing to do with what you need because they're hiding what you really need. But we managed to find a lot of things that were extremely helpful and started pulling the thread to get to the truth. And God kept sending me angels. There, I, I needed help. <laughs> I needed people to help in the worst way. I needed what I call baby lawyers, people who are, are young and have fresh eyes and can dig into the research and start looking at documents with me. And God sent me two. He sent me two absolutely amazing ones. They just walked in. One I'd met through uh, Ed Martin with Phyllis Schlafly's Eagles. And she was waiting for a Fifth Circuit clerkship she'd been promised, and she had just the right of time, amount of time needed to start when I came into Flynn and to finish just after Molly, we had gotten the government to move amazing. to dismiss and the case was coming apart. Great legal mind. Before she started her clerkship. That was a pure tea gift from God. And then the other young woman who was so important to the Flynn defense. <laughs> she had actually, it was, this was definitely a God thing. She didn't really want the job she was coming to take. She, was, she had wanted to do 
political law. She had wanted to do exactly what we were doing in Flynn, but the job she accepted was with a firm that was doing what's called Title IX work with respect to um, assault cases on universities. Well, it turned out that that little firm doing the Title IX work was actually my local counsel in Flynn. So she got a call one day as she was sitting with her prayer warriors with her mom in Atlanta, Georgia, to say, hey, um, you know that job I promised you? Well, it's gonna be a little different than, than what you thought. We, we really need to assign you full-time on the defense of General Flynn. Would you mind doing that? <laughs> well, needless to say, she just burst into tears and was extremely thankful, and she was a rock through the entire Flynn prosecution and defense and helped turn it around. One of the undoubted angels God sent to help us accomplish what he wanted to do in that case. And I saw that happen time and time again. There was one night when General Flynn's niece, who is also a lawyer, drove all night to come help us do something when a particular thing had happened in the case. I don't remember the details of it. But she came in carrying a case that was exactly what I needed to change the whole uh, tenor of, of what we were doing and how we could go about doing what we needed to do and move to withdraw his plea. Change the whole strategy with that one overnight drive in that Supreme Court case. Yeah. <laughs> and so just keep asking every night. Ask God to show you what he wants you to do and how he wants you to do it and trust him to send you what you need to do the job he wants you to do. The same thing is happening again now. You know, I've been, I was thrown into the election litigation after I was actually still representing General Flynn. We had gotten the Department of Justice to move to dismiss, but Judge Emmett Sullivan in DC, who ironically enough is the judicial hero of license to lie, uh, had a bit of a change of heart when it came to General Flynn being on the receiving end of uh, government abuse and would not move, to, would not grant the government's motion to dismiss. And I won't bore you with the legal details, but only the government can, can prosecute. Judge Sullivan, it was really a ministerial duty on his part, all but a ministerial duty, if not a ministerial duty, to just dismiss it upon the government's motion, but he refused to do that. So we had fight after fight after fight in that process until after the election. And I actually, the president had offered us a pardon um, as soon as the government moved to dismiss. And I'm still thinking I can trust the legal system. We can make the legal system work here because all the law and all the facts indicated that General Flynn's case should have been dismissed on the government's motion. Well, it didn't happen. I mean, we were fighting. We had to go to the D.C. Circuit Court of Appeals, then uh, and a panel ruled in our favor that he had to dismiss it, and, and then the judge himself sought reconsideration. A judge is not supposed to be a party against the defendant, <laughs> but Judge Sullivan himself sought reconsideration in front of the Court of Appeals, and they gave it to him. 
and they undid the order they had entered before, uh, but, but God was not done, and the public saw how corrupt it all was. That's, a, that's another book I'm going to have to write on the Flynn case. <laughs> and he, he, God gave us the pardon, led President Trump to, to go ahead and grant the pardon. And it was written as a pardon of innocence. It was a pardon of innocence. And, and that's what it should have been. So being in D.C. still representing Flynn, not in D.C. proper, I have to be careful what I say. Uh, I was actually in Virginia, not in D.C. That makes a difference when people are trying to sue you now for $4 billion. I have been sued in five different lawsuits in different states and federal court for uh, over $4 billion now. Um, you might be surprised to know I don't have $4 billion. <laughs> if, if they'd sued me for $40,000, that would put a hurt on me. <laughs> Four billion, I might as well laugh. And so that's what I do. I mean, it's hard to take a suit against me for $4 billion seriously. And I know God's got that too. <laughs> But that's called lawfare, the powers and principalities we are waging against now are using lawfare. That's the use of the law and the courts as a weapon instead of as its intended level playing field for the resolution, the fair and honest resolution of disputes. They've turned it into a weapon. There's actually an organization called the 65 Project that got charitable, tax-deductible contribution C3 status when its sole goal is to target 111 of us who had different roles in election integrity and to destroy us, to render us toxic in our communities. This is their words, not mine. To destroy our reputations, to destroy our livelihoods, and they have filed grievances against uh, many of us in, with our state bar associations. And the Texas bar has elevated mine to a lawsuit against me in Texas over my law license. David Brock. So uh, in September of last year, God sent me a simian. If you don't remember the story of Simeon, our, our minister in Dallas talked about it a few months ago. Simeon is the one who was pulled out of the crowd to help Jesus carry his cross. And this person who is so important to me, I love dearly, stepped forward and has helped carry my cross. Another angel, another angel and gift from God. So when you are doing God's will, he will protect you. Like Daniel in the lion's den, he will send you angels to surround you and protect you. He will send you a Simeon if that's what you need. And, and while we're talking about Simeon, 
another thing for each of us to ponder when we are being still and knowing that God is God is how can we be a Simeon to someone else, even if it's only briefly. But everyone has something. Everyone has some cross to bear. And it's all different. Some you can see, some you can't see. But everyone has something, and God wants us to help each other. Thank you. By what authority do we act? You know the answer to that. When we walk with the Holy Spirit, we seek truth in the name of God, and God empowers us with his authority for his purposes. We seek the truth with the authority of God. We put on the armor of God, the belt of truth, the breastplate of righteousness, the shield of faith, the helmet of salvation, the sword of the spirit. Truth is the armor of God. And all we ever started with my little team when we started the election suits, and we only filed four, not 65 as people like to say, and nothing was debunked as people like to say with respect to our lawsuits. Not a single judge in the four cases heard the first witness. If you want to look at all the affidavits and evidence we mounted in support of them, you can find them at the website for defendingtherepublic.org. And I would ask that each of you go to that website later today and sign up for our newsletter. It is a beacon of truth. It is one place you can get uh, the truth. And we send it out only three times a week. We don't inundate you, and they're short. But we ask you to send it to everybody you know. Create a, a list on your email and send that, forward that newsletter to everybody you know and ask them to forward it to everybody they know. We have to unite to get the truth out. You heard me say already that God didn't give me a spirit of fear. Uh, there's no way I could do what I do without his power and, and the strength that he gives me. And one of the things I literally have carved in stone is on my dresser is he can do all, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. We have to stand strong. We must stand strong. So you will do things you never thought you could do when you walk with the Holy Spirit. You will have the ability to stand strong and when God puts this fire in you, you must let it shine. The bushel basket thing is for real. You cannot keep your light under a bushel basket. We can't do that anymore. As Christians, we must get more active. We must, Christ hung on a cross for us for three days and died the most anguishing death a human being can experience. And all he asks is that we accept him and stand up for him. And it is high time we all get up off our sofas, out of our places of comfort, get active in our communities, serve on the school board, go to your county commissioner's meetings, go to any public hearing you can go to, 
and make your voice heard as a Christian who wants truth, righteousness, and justice. That's all. The truth, righteousness, and justice. That is not too much to ask for. That is our God-given right. That is what God wants for us. And he, we have to demand it. We have to stand up and demand it. We can't just do our little church committees anymore and, and think we're doing God's will. We have, there are 100 million Christians in this country. 100 million. We have to vote. We have to work for Christian candidates. We have to work for candidates willing to stand up for America, who are willing to put America first. We've got to do it, each and every one of us. So get your light out from under that bushel basket and put it to work. About 10 minutes left, guys. With God's help, we can reignite the fire of the Holy Spirit in this country and bring God back to our land. Let's pray. God, I hope I've been the vessel you wanted today. I hope I will continue to be that through the day. I ask your blessing on each of these people that they may go forth from this place stronger, more empowered by you, more knowledgeable about you, and that they may spread your light everywhere they go. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. On the grind size more. Amen. Can't be too fine, can't be too coarse. This, my friend, is a science. The one, the only, Sidney Powell. Someone, thank you for the coffees. Where did I come from? Much love back at you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. God bless you. Whoever that someone may be, thank you for that. All right, it was. I think it was worth spending the time to uh, to listen to Sydney. I I um have, I wanted to listen to that last night, but uh, being that it was kind of a slow news day today, I figured that you know why not? Let's just do a hangout session and uh, listen to it together. So hopefully you guys enjoy that. Thank you for being here today, guys. I appreciate you coming into the top of the hour. I got a full slate of stuff for the second half for you guys, so we'll get to that here just just momentarily. I want to say I got some thank yous to get out there tonight and some hellos, so we'll transition here into the second hour here, guys. Thank you guys very much. Hopefully you guys uh, enjoyed that. If you missed that, I'll get the link out there to you guys, um, and you can uh, share that far and wide and, and – uh, Get that out there to whoever you think may need to see that. Um, the one, the only, Sydney Powell. Um, good stuff for sure. Let me get that out there to you guys and rumble too in case anybody wants that link. And, yeah, Tiger Network just is not happy today. Uh, Brian, thank you for the kind words. Whoops, I just did not mean to do that. Um, and everyone out there on Twitch, what's up, Twitch crowd? A great crowd over there today. Thanks for being here today, guys. Uh, the Plora Laura and Jane, Brian, thank you guys for praying with me. I appreciate that, Kirk. Um, <clears throat> Miss MK, thanks again for the coffees as well. Thank you. God bless you. Um, Laura, you hang in there. God bless you. And hopefully blessings will come your way. 
And I appreciate you uh, for being here every day. Uh, Rumble Crowd, thanks, guys, for being here today. Patriot Dave, uh, Chris, Glenn, everyone pretty much lurking out there on Rumble. Hey, do me a favor, Rumble Crowd. Hit that plus button, please. And I appreciate you guys for being here today, guys. Uh, the second half, we got some good stuff lined up for you guys today. So, so hopefully you'll be hanging out as well. And everyone over there on the foxhole and everyone else lurking and listening, much love to you guys. I appreciate you all. Uh, let's see. I want to talk about this China's thing. I need to talk about this China thing because I think this is kind of interesting. And again, this is, you know, this is from SCMP. Uh, so this is clearly from a biased, you know, China source. But I'm kind of interested to see what's in this because the headline really caught my eye and I really wanted to get some time to the cover this yesterday. So let's start the top of the hour off with this today. Kevin, what's good? And everyone else out there, thanks, guys, for love, support, and prayers. I appreciate you guys very much. Don't forget to bookmark the website, uncensoredave.com. Before we – I forgot. I need a minute of your time. Before we shift gears into the second half, uh, can I have a minute of your time? Uncensoredave.com backslash – uh, excuse me, uh, mypillow.com backslash Abe, and you can use discount code Abe. Hello, as well. I'm Mike Lindell, and in light of the recent events, you think you were having the biggest sale ever on all my pillow bedding. Get my pillow bed sheets for as low as $29.98, a set of pillowcases for only $9.98. In this economy, instead of buying a new bed, rejuvenate your bed with a MyPillow mattress topper for as low as $99.99. We also have blankets in a variety of sizes, colors, and styles, like plush, waffle, or gossamer, for as low as $29.98. We even have pet blankets from small size to the ones for your car. Get huge discounts on duvets, quilts, down comforters, and so much more. So go to MyPillow.com or call that number on your screen. Use your promo code and you'll get huge discounts on all MyPillow bedding, including MyPillow bed sheets for as low as $29.98. Get all your shopping in while quantities last. Please order now. MyPillow.com backslash Abe. I appreciate you guys very much. And don't forget, holidays coming up. Now's your time to get some good stuff. They have the overstock sale going on right now, too. So now's your chance to get some really good deals on some stuff. Check it out when you guys get time. It's on the website as well on censoredabe.com. Much love. All right. China under siege is the headline. U.S. tech controls set the stage for aggressive response to protect economic growth. Shockwave from Washington's aggressive new containment efforts to cut China off from critical technology threaten far-reaching implications for for the supply chain security, Beijing could respond by requiring Chinese tech companies to devote more resources to protecting China's competitiveness and productivity, analysts say. Again, this is Luna Sun, and this is from, uh, you know, SCMP. <clears throat> so consider the source, but I thought that was an interesting headline. It's not a very long article, so let's check this out real quick. China faces an urgent need to devise a counter plan in the face of sweeping new technology controls imposed by the United States as the implications of its unprecedented moves are seen extending far beyond China's semiconductor industry and into advanced sectors that Beijing deems critically important uh, drivers of future economic growth. This came out on 20th of October. The ripple effects of Washington's containment efforts threaten to reach other strategic sectors that it ceased <clears throat> as being, sorry, excuse me. 
I missed I missed the mute button. Uh, <laughs> containment efforts threatened to okay supply chain security, including certain pharmaceuticals, rare earths, and items related to batteries and electric vehicles. Said Nick Morrow, lead analyst from Global Trade. Many American firms, as well as European, Japanese, South Korean, and Taiwanese companies, will get caught in the crossfire. Merrill said, "In the long term, the loss of foreign inputs into China's tech supply chains could also lead to additional costs, while minimizing product and service choice in in ways that affect the tech sector's competitiveness and productivity." They say. Other than striving for uh, success in technological breakthroughs and self-reliance, China doesn't have any other option in the short term. And that's just the thing. All of China's technology stuff is based off of stolen American and Western technology. They don't have an innovation sector. And that is going to bite them in the ass if they keep playing games like rigging elections and manipulating elections here in America. There are many uh, cards in the, you know what I'm saying? There's, there's many uh, uh, chessboard pieces that can be moved if China keeps wanting to be a pain in the ass. You know what I'm saying? What's up, J.D. Rish? China's connections with other developed chip-making countries, such as the Netherlands, Japan, South Korea, hold out for a while. But after all, they have already decoupled with China in the most advanced technologies. And the pressure from the United States, as well as their own concerns about China, could all play a part. So I am afraid that the buffer won't last that long. China is dependent on various types of foreign technologies, including those with military applications, such as aircraft engines and submarines. Those will be affected by the tech blockage. Henry Gao, a law professor in Singapore, anticipates that Beijing will require tech companies to devote more resources to innovation. Why? Because they don't innovate their own crap. They steal it all. This could involve poaching technologies from experts from foreign firms. Yes, indeed, that's happening as well. (laughs) The world that China had access to is rapidly closing off, says this dude, uh, where he helps companies succeed in tech-driven geopolitics. Quote, from technologies like chips and AI to foreign investment, mainly from the West, China is under siege. And this will push Beijing to take aggressive steps in order to continue rising as a global superpower. There are many options China could take, he says. One of them could be to acquire technology from third-party nations like India, Saudi Arabia, and the United Arab Emirates. This would reorient reorient Chinese geopolitics and so forth. So that's part of what you're seeing out there as well. Um, I just found it to be interesting um, that this is a, a recent article because this obviously stems from, from President Trump's you know, trade war, so to speak, with China. None of this, none of this is new, but the reverberations from what President Trump, uh, you know, did with with trade with China is now being seen. And I, I just found this to be interesting, especially if you're an investor. This is important news. China's tech tech hub in Shenzhen doubled down on subsidies and cash rewards to the semiconductor businesses registered in its city. Shanghai laid out roadmaps for the city to, to cutting edge industrial clusters by 2035 for. Uh, health, biotech, quantum technology, AI, aerospace, and other industries of the future. It has a 14-year, its 14th five-year plan published last year. China pledged to grow its R&D spending about 7% annually, so forth, so on. Uh, Let's see. 
that's pretty pretty much the gist of what I wanted to cover. The rest gets into the business side of all the stuff. This is a business article, but I thought it was interesting nonetheless that um, the decoupling also with other sectors that are big in uh, ship making, especially South Korea is a massive in uh, in ship making. Netherlands and Japan also already have decoupled with their advanced technologies with China. Um, so, you know, there was an article last week about uh, Russia also being cut off from advanced technologies for some of their systems, including airplanes and others. So, an example of the war underneath, so to speak, the war that we know is there that is um, nobody in the media loves to completely distract from. So there's that. Excuse me. <clears throat> Got that taken care of. Now, the Federalists today. Um, Geo, New York GOPers demand election boards clean up voter rolls and inflated by 3 million voters from missing identification information. Yeah, go figure. Uh, I had this one up there again. I just, <laughs> the when Robert Mueller empowered the FBI to take out presidents, protesters, and pro-life dads, um, you know, again, the wise words of Sidney Powell in her speech uh, from the Defending the Republic that was published on October 21st, How to Fight Fire with Fire, she speaks very obviously about, uh, you know, Mueller and Weissman and the rest. That should have been, I would have thought, obvious for anybody who was looking into whether Mueller was a white hat or a black hat, but a lot of people chose to ignore that and still choose to ignore it, which I can't figure that out. But anyways... Cuban woman rescued from a sex trafficking in Florida lived through a hell for months, her, she says, out of Tampa and Hillsborough County Sheriff's Office rescued eight victims from the perils of human trafficking while two suspects are beyond bar, behind bars for coercing them into commercial sex acts. Uh, HCSO's human trafficking section received a tip reference to a possible human trafficking case last week. The tip suggested that a victim was forced to perform commercial sex acts to pay off a $60,000 debt, quote unquote, for being brought into the United States from Cuba. An additional tip received by the National Human Trafficking Hotline advised that two suspects, Amet Ramon Maquera de la Cal, and Rosiala Leonard Garcia confiscated documents and cell phones from multiple women being brought to the United States from Cuba. The victims were then separated between two apartments and were required to pay for food and their rent. On October 19th, 2022, detectives began conducting covert surveillance of the two apartments. While there, they'd observed dark blue SUV registered to those two gentlemen. The victims were driven in two separate locations thereafter, first after uh, to a local gentleman's club and later to a gamble, gambling establishment. Uh, they were forced to work for various clubs in Hillsborough and Vanellis, uh, Pinellas counties in order to pay off their travel debt, including performing commercial sex acts through prostitution. Throughout the course of the investigation, detectives also learned that some of the victims were featured in advertisements in online escort sites. It's a, it was a 17-minute announcement yesterday from Florida. One of the things that just never gets talked about enough with the humane left with regards to migrants, as they like to call them, is the fact that they ignore how much human trafficking happens with regards to our border and why it's important to have control over the border so that you limit as much of this as possible. But... 
you can't have common sense discussions with anybody from the left because they're too uh, feeling too much empathy for military aged males that are coming to America. The level of ignorance from the left on this topic is just unbelievable. And luck- luckily, the vast majority of Americans voted for President Trump because of his immigration policy, which is amazing, isn't it? If you remember, if you go back, one of the biggest things that uh, Barack Obama did to this country was the same thing that this asshat's doing. Speaking of asshats, RP40. So... It should be talked about more with regards to human trafficking and the border, but it never is. These guys are arrested and facing eight charges of human trafficking, four uh, from uh, uh, prostitution, transporting for prostitution, all kinds of false imprisonment, and the rest, human smuggling. Just one of the many stories that happens every single day through our border that the morons in the left don't seem to have to want to have a discussion about. This article from Insider Paper, as we keep it moving here, U.S. fighter pilot who worked in China arrested in Australia. Caught my eye, obviously, because a a former U.S. Marine Corps fighter pilot, following a request from Washington, said on Tuesday that Western governments scrambled to investigate reports that China had been poaching retired military personnel. Speaking of China's poaching... Daniel Edmund Dugan appeared in court in New South Wales on Friday. An individual was arrested on 21 October, pursuant to a request from the United States of America for the provisional arrest in Australia. As the matters before the courts will be appropriate to comment further, so forth, so on. 60 days for extradition. Uh, former U.S. Marine Corps officer of 12 years, highly trained fighter pilot. He flew Harrier jets, uh, jump jets off of aircraft carriers, tactically around the globe. He also worked in China. Australia launched an investigation last week into what Defense Minister called disturbing reports that China has been hiring retired Western Air Force pilots to train its military. Probably on what? Weapons they got from Afghanistan or something? British government said it will take divisive steps to stop Beijing from headhunting former pilots after local media reports said that 30 had accepted offers of about $275,000 to train China's new Air Force. These guys should be brought up under military tribunals for sure for treason. In Alaska today, the Alaska GOP censuring Mitch McConnell's punk ass for meddling in the race between two Republicans. <laughs> Alaska GOP formally censured Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell over the weekend for the Kentucky lawmakers' interference in the Arctic Senate race between two Republicans. On Monday, the Senate Republican Central Committee announced the results of the overwhelming vote to admonish the National Party leader over attack ads against Kelly Shabaka, the candidate endorsed by Alaska GOP, who was challenging incumbent Lisa Murkowski. Final vote came in a 49-8 to eight in favor of censuring Mitch McConnell. Obviously a mostly symbolic move, but in the guise of the Republican Party in Alaska, a strong statement 
against the implanted scumbag that is Lisa Murkowski, and I look forward to seeing her exit stage right, yanked off a stage and sent into the political oblivions of hell with the Cheneys of the world. We've got to talk about January 6th a little bit here before we get to the bottom of the hour. I'm going to spend a little bit of time on this, and then we'll get to the rest of the stuff I got for you guys today. Thanks for being here today, guys. January 6th, prosecutors redouble retaliation and revenge. U.S. Attorney for D.C. says he plans to double January 6th prosecutions in the coming months. Meanwhile, tone-deaf GOP politicians prepare to feed the hand that bites them. Julie Kelly today, in or yesterday, last night, in American Greatness, let me read it to you. The sentencing of Steve Bannon, a longtime confidant of Donald Trump and a harsh critic of Joe Biden regime, wasn't the only action at the Elijah Barrett Parademan Courthouse in D.C. on Friday. Around the same time, U.S. District Judge Carl Nichols announced his decision to send Bannon to prison for four months following his contempt of Congress conviction. Nichols' colleagues were handling several cases related to the Department of Justice's massive investigation into January 6th. In separate courtrooms last Friday, three men were sentenced to years in prison for their involvement in the protest, including Matthew Bledsoe of Mississippi, who will spend four years in jail after a D.C. jury found him guilty of obstruction of an official proceeding, a nonviolent felony. Four years? A man from Kentucky pleaded guilty to one count of civil disorder in another courtroom. In a courtroom 23A, five members of the Oath Keepers, the so-called militia group, according to federal prosecutors, entered the fourth week of their seditious conspiracy trial, which hopefully will be thrown out. We'll see. Once again, it is D.C., so... Once again last week, similar to every other week, the Prettyman Courthouse was overrun with January 6th cases, arraignments, detention hearings, status conferences, and plea agreements routinely swamp the daily calendar of nearly two dozen federal judges in the national, uh, nation's capital. A press release issued by Matthew Graves, the, the Biden campaign advisor and current U.S. attorney for the District of Columbia responsible for the unprecedented criminal investigation and grand jury proceedings targeting President Trump, bragged that more, more than 880 individuals have been arrested in nearly all 50 states for crimes related to the breach in the Capitol, including 270 charged with assaulting or impeding law enforcement. Graves' office is just getting started. The Justice Department recently warned that the government plans to more than double that number of uh, over the next few months. Prosecutors estimate that more than 2,000 people actually entered the Capitol unlawfully that day, which means hundreds more arrests are likely in the months to come, Politico said in July. Graves on Monday also announced the appointment of two D.C.-based prosecutors to investigate voting fraud in the 2022 election and combat discrimination and intimidation at the polls. New arrests are announced each week in what can only be considered at this point a punitive legal crusade against Americans who protested Biden's fraudulent election that day. The prosecution has nothing to do with justice or public safety and everything to do with retaliation and revenge. Further, the overwhelming majority of charges are misdemeanor offenses that nonetheless result in terrifying FBI raids, bankruptcies, job losses, media harassment, destroyed families for those targeted. Targeted. The government is undefeated in more than a dozen jury trials for January 6th defendants. Jurors living in perhaps the most hyper-partisan city in the country have convicted every Capitol protester on every count in record time as judges refuse to move trials out of Washington, D.C. 
Deputy Attorney General Lisa Monaco, who was out there yesterday pumping it around like a freaking meathead she is, now wants more money to continue what she started in the 2016 as a close advisor to Barack Meathead Obama, Hussein Tallhead himself, take down Trump and everyone around him. An original architect of the Russia collusion hoax, Monaco is managing the day-to-day details of the Capitol siege investigation, demanding another $34 million to hire at least 80 more assistant U.S. attorneys just to prosecute January 6th defendants. Quote, funding will be used to address caseloads resulting from the January 6th, 2021 insurrection that disrupted a joint session of Congress. After the doors were opened from the inside, the department explained in its 2023 budget request, the prosecution efforts, which are being led by USAO for the District of Columbia, remain ongoing. In response to that attack, the USAODC has undertaken an extraordinary effort to hold accountable those who engaged in criminal acts that day and is committed to, to using every appropriate tool to punish those criminal acts. That figure is $3 million more than the Justice Department, Justice Department wants for new prosecutors to address the country's violent crime surge. In fact, the government is diverting government lawyers involved in other criminal matters to handle January 6th cases. During a March press release, Monaco described the January 6th investigation as the most complex and wide-ranging in department history. We are going to hold those perpetrators accountable no matter where the facts lead us. But doing those cases draws on resources from across U.S. attorneys' offices. Those same resources are needed to fight violent crime. Denying additional funds and eventually eliminating Gray's office entirely should be a no-brainer for House Republicans, period. But, of course, never doubt the pension of the brain-dead, tone-deaf GOP politicians to feed the hand that bites them. Representative Tom Cole from Oklahoma recently told NBC News that January 6th defendants should have the book thrown at them. Tom Cole from Oklahoma. I look forward to you being fired. I don't have any problem spending extra money to make sure that anybody that broke into the Capitol of this building is brought to justice. He should, and so too should every Republican member of Congress cutting off the spigot of federal tax dollars to the Justice Department's abusive prosecution of Trump supporters is indeed a no-brainer. That, of course, no guarantee they will. Where are the Republican voices speaking out against this? Julie Kelly is one of the very few that has staying on top of the January 6th stuff. Lives continued to be destroyed every single day. Very few actually speaking out about it. Derek Evans is one that was recently um, had his life thrown upside down, and I'm working on getting him on to join us to have him tell you your story. Here's a brief from uh, a brief minute from Derek Evans and what happened to him. 18 months of legal battles and now three months of being held captive as a political prisoner by the illegitimate Biden regime. I boldly stand before you today to still claim that the 2020 election was stolen. 
The flames of liberty which burn inside me today are much stronger than they were three months ago when I self-surrendered to prison. Anyone who thought this experience would break me or silence me has set themselves up for disappointment. This experience has only made me stronger and more eager to fight for freedom, the preservation of liberty, and to defend our God-given rights which are protected by the U.S. Constitution. To the God-fearing Christians across this country, find joy in knowing that God is calling and preparing his people. Join me as we put on the full armor of God and prepare for the spiritual battle that is yet to come. To everyone who has prayed for our family, donated, sent letters and books to prison, thank you. This experience has not been easy, but your prayers and support have helped me in more ways than you'll ever know. I do ask that you please continue to pray for my uh, fellow J6 uh, political prisoners who are still being politically persecuted. As for me, I'm going to spend the next few days um, just being lazy, focusing on my family and making up for lost time. Thank you guys for your time and your understanding. God bless you and God bless the United States of America. God bless Derek and his family. I'm working on getting him on. Hopefully I'll be able to. Recently released uh, January 6th political prisoner, Derek Evans, speaking out. And uh, I'll, I'll do what I can to bring him uh, bring his story to you guys here in the very near future. Coming to us today from the American Spectator as we approach the bottom of the hour and we'll check in with the new breaking news out there. I don't know. You tell me why this caught my eye. <laughs> Peter Thielback dating app, right for conservatives. Can a dating through an app, even a value center one like the right stuff, beat traditional dating? In this world, anyone else want to give me some freaking advice here? There's a promotional video for new conservative dating app, the right stuff, with women sharing what they're looking for in a man, someone who has the alpha male vibe, who is where whose faith is important to them. I mean... <laughs> the promotional video shows promise, but the problem with the right stuff, despite its tagline, users know that uh, traditional is attractive. Traditionally minded singles must still advertise themselves with a photo and a few words and stuff and the rest. And you kind of swipe right style of thing. It becomes kind of a meat thing. So how do you meet? <laughs> I don't know. It caught my eye, okay? And I'll check. I'll let if there's anything interesting on the app. I'll, I'll some someone will let you guys know about it. Majority Taylor Green back in the news again, and this shit is just. Why can't they they hold the people that this is happening, that are that is doing this accountable? Why is there no accountability on this stuff? How is it that they can get away with this shit? For the sixth time, Majority Taylor Green was swatted again last night. Shit's out of fucking control, man. The caller wants to have their victim murdered by the police, says Majority Taylor Green, but it is also a giant abuse of police resources and time, which is another reason it is a serious crime. God bless my local police, who now is pretty much getting used to it. Uh, do me a favor when you guys get a chance, if you're on social media and you see Majori, um, give her a, a shout out of support from the uncensored family, from all you guys out there. Let her know that we're keeping her in our prayers and to keep up the fight. <laughs> uh, yeah, I hear you. Let me show you this one. The RNC filing 73 election integrity lawsuits ahead of the 2022 midterms. We were talking about this going into the 20, actually the 2018 election, the 2020 election. (laughs) 
I, I hear you guys. <laughs> um, 73 election integrity lawsuits ahead of the 2022 midterms. Finally, the RNC has gotten off their ass and is ahead of the game, at least, you know, involved in the game this time. As Ronald McDaniel confirmed that the committee filed 73 lawsuits of 2022 last week. Uh, against officials in Kalamazoo, Michigan. The RNC has filed a new lawsuit against Kalamazoo. Michiganders deserve election transparency. We're going to court to get it. This is our 73rd case of election integrity litigation this cycle with more to come, she wrote on Twitter. After shortcomings from the last election, a proactive and preemptive legal strategy is critical. No shit, Sherlock. (sighs) At least... They are finally in the game. And I am I'm glad to say, you know, I'm glad to report to you some positive news on that front, that they are at least, you know, trying to be involved in the game. What? Why would you why why would you think that majority would do something like that? NASA team starts a study to unravel USO UFO mysteries. We talked about that last week. Um, let's see here. Let's go into some breaking stuff. Now that we're at the, the bottom of the hour here, and then we'll f- wrap up with a couple other things. What do I got? I still got some pretty good stuff left for you. Um, oh yeah. Illinois from Seth Keschel. That's about, um, it's not very long. It's only, uh, it's only about six minutes. I want to get that played for you guys. Not much more. Like I said, it's a fairly quiet day today. So let's see what's out break out there breaking today. Hop to that, and we'll check in with you guys. Hello, you guys I'm Mike Lindell, and in light of the recent events, your continued support me. Sorry. 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 Stupid thing. <laughs> what are you talking about, Salty? You're full of shit, bro. That's the dumbest shit I've ever heard, bro. You think MTG faking her swatting? Come on, bro. What's your response to Republicans attacking you, pushing dangerous gender tenure, whatever, freaking White House garbage? Um, the truth always comes out. New York Supreme Court orders reinstatement of all fired vaccinated. I got that on the list next. Um, let's see what else we got out there. Yeah, that was the one I had that I put off from yesterday. The, well, the China one, really. <laughs> Why, why would you accuse MTG of, of doing something like that with literally no proof? That's like, that's the rudest thing I've ever heard, especially for somebody who is, who is as respectable as, as MTG. I mean, if it was a leftist, I could see them pulling off a stunt like that, but MTG, come on, dude, give me a break. Turmoil in the United Kingdom. Rishi got his freaking thing today. Whatever. UK has already much fallen. We've talked about that plenty. Uh, Joe Biden lost his, got lost in his own garden. <laughs> Have you guys noticed that he, he pretty much gets lost every single day? Stormy Patriot Joe, the eye of the storm tonight, later on tonight, Absolute 1776 and Stormy Patriot Joe will be doing a show tonight. Good for them. First show for them. Out there tonight. Good to see them doing some stuff out there. 
Uh, let's see. Brad Nabby have a Tina Peters on tonight. If you guys want to check that out as well, praying for your praying, playing at war in Ukraine, American conservative. Uh, let's see. General Flynn has highlighted this. Um, yeah. Talking about Petraeus is traitorous punk ass. Netflix has a series called the watcher, which includes blood sacrifice. Nice. Judge halts Biden DOJ bullying of kid transgender blah. New York Supreme Court reinstates New York workers. Uh, that's on the list next. An important story for New Yorkers today, even though they had to wait two years for it. Uh, let's see here. Video shows a moment two officers are shot during a traffic stop in Illinois in Decatur. Hillary all over the news. I can't stand even seeing her fucking disgusting face. So I ain't going to torture you with it either. And a Tennessee man kidnapped and tortured uh, while trying to meet up with women in money for sex deal. Okay, so they got that out there. Good to know. (laughs) Uh, That will be on Badlands Media tonight, so that'll be cool. I'll be hanging out with Joe. I'll watch the replay later. DeSantis, Democratic opponent, gets brutal news from 37 former colleagues. Staffers, a uh, day after the debate debacle, whatever. See everyone trying to spin that debate stuff. <laughs> whatever, dude. I'm not even going to entertain that stupid-ass thought anymore. Blue State uh, Supreme Court delivers massive victory for terminated unvaccinated employees. Um, well, Clarence Thomas makes major decision. Issued a temporary hold on a subpoena in a Georgia court case for Lindsey Graham and that in that bullshit garbage crap going on. Residents of Gwinnett County, Georgia, asked for three Gwinnett uh, County Board of Election members to step down due to being complicit in the 2022 election crimes. This from the Gateway Pundit and the Watchtower. Dropped today from Joe Hoft. That is interesting. In Gwinnett County, that literally just dropped not too long ago from the Halls of Justice. Watchtower on Telegram. (sighs) Mitch McConnell censored by Alaska. Got that one covered. So that's pretty much out there. Let's see. And that's pretty much it. It is a freaking quiet-ass day today. What's Ivan got? Google and YouTube's parent company, Alphabet, quarter uh, third quarter Earnings dropped by 6%. Isn't there a Q post talking about uh, Alphabet third quarter earnings? What's that Q post? Uh, Ivan's still dreaming of uh, decertification. I've been dreaming about it too, bro, but uh, welcome to reality, unfortunately. At least we got decertification in the discussion. Got that going for us. Uh, there's no gears grinding here. That's the dumbest shit I've ever heard. Why would you accuse Majori of of something like that with literally no proof other than just spouting off like in a chat room like you got have any clue what the fuck you're talking about? Um, I'm not even going to entertain it anymore. It's the dumbest shit I've ever heard, dude. Cat girl, the local police doing the swatting. No, this is just harassment. Why did they keep swatting her? Well, you know. They have to show up for a, for the call, I guess. I don't I don't know, or at least maybe they're just calling her now and they're not showing up. I don't know. I don't know how that all that works. 
So anyways, um, kind of trying to entertain the idea that she's doing it to, for, for what to get, to get into the public. I mean, come on people. That's just the dumbest shit I've ever fucking heard in my life. Why would anybody go there? <sighs> Whatever. New York City ordered by court to reinstate those fired over COVID vaccine mandates, as we mentioned a couple times in the little mini news blitz there. Reinstating all employees that were fired because of their vaccination status and back pay issued. So nice vacation for a couple years and you'll get your back pay now. So congratulations. Congratulations to them there. Captain Keschel has, I need six minutes of your time, please. Listen to Captain Keschel about here in Illinois. What a disaster this freaking state. And as you guys all know, so check this out. Illinois, the land of Lincoln has been a critical Republican piece since the creation of the party. No Republican ever won the White House without carrying Illinois until George W. Bush did it in 2000. In 2020, the state classifies as competitive, meaning it was lost by Donald Trump four years before, but he had at least 30% of the vote. With a bit of an urban trend in his favor in the Chicago metro area, he may be much closer in 2020 in his re-election campaign. The 2020 census shows a population of 12.8 million, which is down 18,000 since 2010, as Illinois continues to lose electoral power. In 2004, George W. Bush lost Illinois to John Kerry by 10 points. His margin of defeat was 546,000 votes. He performed well in the Chicago suburbs and reasonably well downstate, but was overwhelmed by the performance for Kerry in Cook County. In 2008, Republicans are crushed in Illinois as Barack Obama running out of Illinois at the top of the ticket carries the state by 25.1%, a trend of nearly 15 points to the left. For the Barack Obama enthusiasm surge, there were 290,000 net new voter registrations, good for a gain of 528,000 net new votes for Obama. The gain is so large in a state with stagnant population growth that John McCain is down more than 314,000 votes from George W. Bush's total four years prior. This would be Obama's high point in Illinois, as just like in his native Hawaii, the state of Illinois would move to the right by eight points when Mitt Romney was the Republican nominee. Romney performed better in the Chicago suburbs but it was Obama with his working class losses that did most of the heavy lifting to trim the margin. Obama's losses are a staggering 400,000 net votes from 2008. Apathy is also present as the voter roll has shrunk by 269,000 for the Obama-Romney match in 2012. In 2016, with a working class Republican atop the ticket, busy sweeping his way across the Midwest, margins would stay the exact same, with Donald Trump gaining just 11,000 net new votes from Mitt Romney thanks to his losses in the Chicagoland area. Hillary Clinton has a gain of 71,000 votes, most of that being picked up around Chicago. There were half a million net new voter registrations added from 2012 to 2016, although that is just 220,000 net from the Obama run in 2008. With little change in Illinois, in 2020, Donald Trump manages to gain 301,000 net new votes, a tremendous working class surge in the state. 
Democrats have been hard-pressed to find room for growth since Barack Obama's 2008 surge. Obama's 401,000 vote loss is a tremendous hit in 2012, and Hillary Clinton is only able to garner up 71,000 of those lost votes. With a gain like Donald Trump's, it is very unlikely that Joe Biden will do much gaining. However, considering a larger-than-normal third-party vote share in 2016, it is possible that Biden will crack 3.1 million, but not by much. Voter rolls look normal with 334,000 net new voter registrations. With Biden forecast for 3.1 million votes, he blows away all estimates coming in at nearly 3.5 million votes. Biden's gain is 381,000 net new votes from Clinton despite a 301,000 vote Republican gain. As such, the margin of victory is practically frozen with Joe Biden pushing the state slightly left, winning it by 17 points. With Biden at 3.15 million, Donald Trump is within 12.5 points in Illinois. The county map shows substantial disparity in northeastern Illinois. The Chicago metro area, Cook County, Lake, DuPage, Will, Kane, and McHenry counties topping the list for fraudulent votes in the state. Winnebago, Madison, and St. Clair counties also come in as notoriously crucial. Donald Trump continued his strong trends across southern Illinois, with many counties showing no statistical evidence at the county level of excess votes for Joe Biden. The 2020 scorecard highlights Cook, DuPage, Will, McHenry, Lake, and King counties, showing approximately 126,000 excess votes in Cook County, which is a lenient estimate. In DuPage, there are more than 37,000 excess votes for Biden. Will County shows over 20,000, McHenry County more than 18,000, Lake County at more than 14,000, and Kane County with more than 12,000 rounds out the top six counties for Biden in terms of excess votes. Certified results in Illinois show a margin nearly identical to the margins seen in 2012 and 2016, with Biden winning by 17 points, a margin of victory just over 1 million votes. Incredibly, Joe Biden's vote total is higher than Barack Obama's by more than 50,000 votes. In more realistic results, Joe Biden carries Illinois by just 12.4%, the best Republican performance in Illinois since Bush's performance in 2004. That margin of victory is 708,000 votes over Donald Trump. Although Illinois' 20 electoral votes are properly assigned to Biden, a 5% swing to the right is not accounted for, which is also critical for understanding Trump's progress in surrounding states like Michigan, Wisconsin, Minnesota, Ohio, and Iowa. This is Captain Seth Keschel from the Captain's Battlegrounds. Captain Keschel with a numbers breakdown, um, which can get into the weeds, but obviously showing even in here in Illinois, it's freaking laughable what's happening in this in the elections here. Winnebago County uh, is Kinzinger's uh, main area. So what does that tell you? That's where he's from. So what does that tell you? That should freaking tell you everything. Uh, this state's a freaking joke. And the north suburbs, too, are all Republican areas. All that shit was completely rigged. They put, they installed all kinds of puppets up there and shit. And uh, there's going to be some major changes, hopefully, up there as well. All right, let's wrap it up today. And then I appreciate you guys hanging out today. All the gold pills today, salty nuts. I don't know why it's all the cookies. I appreciate it, G. Morty. Uh, there's no, I don't Anyways, G Morty, Brian, average Joe, and who cares others. Thank you guys for the gold pills today. I appreciate you all very much. Thanks for hanging out with us today as well. 
Excess be mean more ballots than registered voters. Uh, then population changes. He what what Seth does is population changes over time, so you can tell like based on uh, how many votes for uh, the last you know ten elections. And based on population changes, also the number of expected votes, because somehow the number of voters keep going up, even though the population in this state keeps going down. Anyone, anyone want to explain that? That's the summary in general. Daisy Chains, thank you for the can. Deb's in the house. Thank you for being here as well. Former Defense Secretary Ash Carter dies at 68 today. Ash Carter served as Defense Secretary under Barack Obama. He was one of the giant scumbags that uh, caused more suffering around the world than one of the most people probably in American history. And I am not at all sad to see him see justice from our creator. I hope he is living not very well down under <laughs> scumbag a florida man's election skepticism project is swamping us officials they're just dying to vote the lone raccoon as you guys know i've highlighted his work a bunch of times here had bloomberg do a giant hit piece on him today <laughs> Uh, orchestrated a campaign to seek voting records. Officials fear a flood of requests might interfere with the midterms. Why? Because, well, you know, people want to see the voting records. And yes, there's going to be a flood of them. A persistent group of election skeptics <laughs> have been inundating local election officials with public record requests seeking data, data they believe will prove the 2020 presidential election was stolen. The requests are emanating from a single home targeting more than 3,000 counties in the United States demanding records on voting machines, email communications between election officials and vendors of those machines. Election officials say the deluge is taking valuable time away from preparations. <laughs> oh, that is hilarious. The bearded 61-year-old has a 13,000-person strong army. I got news for you. His army is amplified every day by my audience and others, and they amplify it more. His army is much bigger than just 13,000, and you can't stop him. I know that you over at Bloomberg and other places are very worried about Patriot groups standing up and ask, asking for you know public record requests that we deserve to have the right to know, and we will find. And so, therefore, these CVRs, the cast vote records, and other electronic communications are going to be seized from now on. So get used to it. Make sure you keep your records. And if there's any criminality involved, we'll make sure we get that to our local sheriffs and make sure that they prosecute that to the fullest extent of the law. The efforts continue as local officials, academics, and news organizations have found no evidence of widespread voter fraud or irregularities. Uh-huh. They even quote William Barr. Of course. Got to talk about Mike Lindell. Bring him in there. And others. These people are, oh, these people are very bad people. <laughs> What else? Um, Bloomberg News queried 679 officials in key states like Florida, Georgia, Arizona, Colorado, Nevada, Pennsylvania, and Ohio, North Carolina, and Wisconsin, and other places. More than 134 election officials who responded to email questions nearly all said they have seen an increase this year and requests for election-related data, including CVRs. <laughs> oh, man. Bloomberg had to write a story about the raccoon army, guys. <laughs> uh, 
I mean, if anything, they're worried. They're very, very worried about the raccoon army. He even has a telegram channel, which they're not going to try to also ban him from as well. Now he's celebrating a circulating stuff on QAnon channels too. <laughs> you got to put, you got to make sure you put that in there. Then, then of course they had the docs, uh, lazy lady Draza too. Uh, make sure they get her doxed out there and her name out there as well. So as you guys know, usually these articles are actually directed at uh, to direct attacks at people. So if you will pray for mama raccoon and the raccoon army, because they have uh, um, some fun coming their way, as you guys are probably aware as well. Meet the Chinese Taylor Swift, a breath of fresh air in Christian entertainment. Straight from China. What? This this one talk about the uh, the the bias of what we believe in China as an atheist country or in Southeast Asia in general. Gloria Tangze Wing of Hong Kong is now known as Gem, is a revelation in the world of Christian art. Singer songwriter Gloria Tangze Wing. Say Wing of Hong Kong goes professionally as Jim, get everybody moving, has been dubbed China's Taylor Swift. She's the first Chinese language artist, artist to have a video on YouTube surpassed 200 million views, was the only Asian musician on Forbes 30 under 30 list in 2016, and is one of the most streamed female artists in China. Huh. Her latest album called The Revelation was released at the end of the last month. She describes on social media the 14-track work as from Warner Music China as consisting of the seven letters to and from heaven. Interesting, is it not? Uh, let's see here. The lead single called Gloria came from a revelation experienced by the Shanghai-born singer. She was taking a shower when she thought of the melody. Good to know. I think most of us uh, have our most create, creative times while we're singing in the shower. <laughs> it's my best audio, really. Least amount of people can hear me, too. <laughs> Checking in with FCCED today. I've still got a few minutes left, so I'm going to hang out with you guys for a little bit. Checking with breaking news. I don't think there's anything new out there. Ex-Tokyo Games Executive is the last one we saw yesterday. The Department of Just Us still hasn't figured out how to do justice, but we'll check in with them every day to see if there's anything out there. Google enters into stipulated agreement to improve legal process for compliance program. That's good to know. Thanks, guys. Doctor pleads guilty for rolling $54 million Medicare fraud scheme. Tribal officer pleads guilty to bribery scheme. Paving business owner pleads guilty to filing false tax returns. Language access investigation of uh, North Carolina courts and the president of Hawaii shipbuilding company charged with securities fraud. That's an interesting one. Who do? Who you? Unsealed indictment today. Married couple for the roles in a decade-long scheme to defraud investors of millions of dollars in connection with Semi-Sub Incorporated, Hawaii-based company, Curtis E. Jackson of Honolulu and Jamie Denise Jackson, currently of Lake Worth, Florida, formerly of Honolulu, um, engaged in a scheme to fraudulently obtain money by deceiving purchasers of Semi-Sub Securities. <laughs> 
Curtis and Jamie Jackson were respectively semi-subs president and CEO would, would use funds raised from the sale of securities to develop and build a fleet of semi-submersible vessels for tourism and other commercial purposes and raised over $28 million from over 400 investors. Can I ask a question? Was Jeffrey Epstein or just Lane Maxwell one of their investors? Hmm. <laughs> Falsely claimed that Semi-Sub had entered in agreements with developing relationships to marquee government agencies and private equity firms. The defendants allegedly uh, misused a substantial amount of money raised from the sale of semi-sub securities to pay for luxury residences in California and Hawaii, personal personal use things, among other things. There you go. Securities and um, securities fraud, conspiracy, mail fraud, and wire fraud. They'll be spending the rest of their times in prison. I don't know. I don't. It's it sounds like it's probably more you know a newer thing, but uh, interesting nonetheless. And that's really the last uh, that's out there today and news that I got for today for you guys lined up because that's the kind of day it is today. Nothing freaking gone on. All right. So there's that. Kalamazoo is a liberal shithole. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. Netflix has a new series called The Watcher. We talked about that. Just Human. Let's check in with Just Human here. Jordan Sather has the Cosmos episode where Carl Sagan explains how ancient Greeks knew the earth wasn't flat. Using only reason and math. <laughs> Simple reason to determine that the earth is not flat. Imagine that. Even the ancient Greeks knew you could do. <laughs> How does this spell clickbait? <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. Um, what's Babylon B got? Kanye incarcerated by Jewish space laser. Trump sneaks back into the White House by dressing up as a trans TikTok star. <laughs> and CDC adds the uh, adds declining math English scores to the list of COVID symptoms. Nice. Uh, gift cards proposed to deal with Seattle's out of control meth problem. Uh, yeah, that that'll work. Uh, oil prices in the short term are locked in a bit of a trading range, so crude's staying pretty steady. Midterms uh, just bump in the road for mainstream propagandists. Yeah, right. What's going on in Japan? Min, Finman says FX Innovation coordinated with the U.S. Yellen had no idea what she's talking about. Yeah, no kidding. Congratulations. Even the world knows, knows Yellen has no fucking clue what she's talking about. Uh, price of uh, crash protection set to rise as Fed's hawkishism peaks. That's... From Zero Hedge. Um, let's see. It's second with the police frequency. Americans are pissed off. Congratulations. Yes, we are. New poll announcing that Americans are pissed off. So we got that out there today. Double stack containers being uh, sent, set into place in Arizona border to block uh, the, the uh, openings in the border accidentally left by Biden's administration and others in the Bush administration. Um, and uh, let's see, convicted violent offenders paroled under Governor Evers have been arrested for multiple violent crimes and are back in prison as the dumbass catch and release policies of the left is still the dumbest policy ever created. Defund the police and the justice reform by the left is literally 
the most ignorant thing on the fucking planet. BlackRock gets woke and goes broke. Badlands doing work tonight, and uh, I don't know the whole Mike Pence thing that they kind of talking about the whole kayfabe of it all. I don't know, man. It's interesting. Who knows? I know this that I don't appreciate uh, Mike Pence's recent uh, alignment with the establishment Republicans. So um, I'm not happy with that shit. That's for sure. That I do know. <laughs> and a lot of Mike Pence's actions more recently uh, have not been, um, you know, kind of pro-America first. They're very establishment, very globalist. And that is disappointing in Mike Pence to say the least. You know what I'm saying? So I know that about Mike Pence and the rest of the stuff about the kayfabe of it all. I don't know, man. That's all fun and games to talk about, I guess. Fun to speculate all right, guys. Um, what are you guys doing out there? What do you think? Anything out there that I missed today? Daisy Chains, G Morty, Salty Nuts, and uh, Brian, Average Joe, and who cares? Thanks for the gold pills today, guys. Much love. I appreciate it. You guys see anything out there that I missed? Pretty quiet lurking and listening today. Cat girl, anything, anything out there today? I didn't see anything new from uh, your telegram. Pretty quiet today, huh, guys? Pretty quiet, yeah. Pretty much uh, dead air out there today, so... Pence was always lying with the establishment. Yeah, that's true. That's fair enough. But all right, guys, thanks for hanging out. I appreciate it. Uh, tomorrow is Wednesday. So we got that going for us. Uh, tonight, uh, I guess I'll go hang out with Salty Nuts. If he tries that shit, I'm going to rip him a new asshole. What the fucking stupidest shit I've ever heard trying to say Missouri is... Uh, is uh, lying to people. Come on. Why would you, why would anybody try to discredit Missouri? She's a great patriot, and she's working for all of us, so why discredit her? But anyways, I'm supposed to go hang out with Salty Nuts tonight, so I'll hang out with him at 8 o'clock, and we'll see how that goes. It may be a short-lived affair over there. But anyways, I'll hang out with him and see what's going on over there with those guys, and then uh, I'll let you guys... Uh I'll be out there lurking in the the music channels later on tonight as well, as always, hanging out with Severe and anyone else who's playing some music out there tonight, uh, getting some stuff around here done as well. So you like the dead air to Laura? Laura? <laughs> no news is good news. I like that. Elon comment on Twitter. I don't give a shit about Elon. That's my comment on Elon. Elon cares about himself. The rest I don't care about either. So there you go. All right, guys. And with that, I want to say much love and God bless you all. Thank you for the love, support, and prayers. As always, we'll let you guys go catch into the other shows out there. Do me a favor. Go say hello to, quite frankly, Space Shot, Season Pixels, all out there lurking and listening. Say hello to them all. Tell them much love from the Uncensored family. Thanks for hanging out today. We'll be back tomorrow for another edition of Uncensored Abe. God bless you all. Have a great evening. Treat the word impossible as nothing more than motivation. Relish the opportunity to be an outsider. Embrace that label. Being an outsider is fine. Embrace the label. Because it's the outsiders who change the world and who make a real and lasting difference.